Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest episode of the Muck and Meyer podcast. Keith Glock and Brandon Fury joining you on a Monday morning. Mr. Fury, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, obviously, another, another result that didn't really look the way that you probably, you know, maybe you would have wanted it to. And, and that's, you know, uh, sometimes you, you win football games and you lose football games. But I feel like the tenor of the of the game uh, felt very different from the first two. My, I'm curious your take, obviously, you know, being a big part of that. You feel like you guys improved and are continuing to improve after that uh, loss the other night? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting better every week. Um, I'd like to think it's pretty apparent. Um, but definitely, we, we're getting better. We know it. Um, but, I mean, at some point, getting better is only so good until you, you get a win. And um, and we play, we've, we've played three tough teams. Their combined record is 11-1. and one. So, at least we're not losing the terrible teams. But um, – Definitely, definitely getting better and um, looking to, to finally get that first win this week. You had a tough assignment on Friday night. Uh, young man playing across from you, uh, about 330 pounds, uh, six foot three. Um, what's it like, you know, going into a game like that where, you know, like, OK, I pretty much have the toughest matchup, uh, certainly of the game. And, you know, maybe one of my tougher ones all year. Yeah, I mean, well, one, I love it. Um, I love the competition. I don't want to play against terrible teams or terrible players. Um, I want to have to work for it. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's not often that I play guys that are bigger than me. So um, that was pro- probably the first time since maybe sophomore year where, where it was somebody just bigger than me. Um, and, and it was, a, it was a tough battle. Uh, he's a good, he's a good player. And uh, so hats off to him, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a tough assignment. Alex Benitez uh, breaks the school's all time scoring record in the game, touchdown run, uh, and a PAT. Uh, you know, I, I know we had talked off the air, and uh, the, I think it kind of tells me everything that I need to know about how Alex treated it when you were like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." Uh, so I assume yeah. that Alex wasn't throwing any parties, you know, after that happened. No, yeah, no, not at all. Um, I didn't even know until we got on the bus and I saw the Meyer post um, and he didn't say anything. Uh, He's not going to say anything. Um, He's got a couple more records left to break. And then, and then maybe he could say something at the banquet, but uh, until then he, and even then he probably won't even say anything. He's such a humble guy. Um, And obviously the stats tell he's a great player. Uh, We're really happy to have him. I mean, obviously, understatement of the year, right? I mean, <laughs> he's got about yeah. 60, 60 something yards to go. I think it might be sixty six yards to go before he breaks the all time rushing record uh, at Montgomery. Um, another interesting thing that I think is coming up this week because I don't really want to dwell too much on what was, and, and I'd rather look ahead. Um, Mike Schmelzer uh, becomes eligible uh, this yeah. week. Uh, you know, had transferred to Notre Dame. For those who don't know, Mike. Um, played corner at Notre Dame last year, came back here, but, you know, is a quarterback. Um, and, you know, I would imagine with the way that coaches and, and players go, uh, no one's like laid out a, an absolute plan for you guys for what they're going to allow Mike to do. But I have to imagine that, you know, there'll be at least uh, some kind of opportunity for him to win, you know, a job, whether it's at quarterback or, you know, running back, linebacker. Yeah. You know I mean? He's an athlete, so... 
You know, yeah. how's your feeling about Mike coming back? I, I could not be more excited for just for him because he's been waiting to play for so long. Um, he was in a tough situation at Notre Dame last year. Um, he, he's the there was two quarterbacks in his grade. Um, one got a little taste of varsity, but because they had a transfer come in that was older. Um, so Mike kind of moved around and just showed, just showed that he's a football player. Um, and that's not something you see a lot anymore, especially Montgomery without like, like pop Warner. like those young guys, they're still young. Like these are for most of them, it's their second year. Some of them, their first year playing football, but like most of them, it's their second year. Um, and just to see it, just to see a guy that, that can just go out and play any position and, and help a team is just, it's great to see. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for him. Um, I think the world of him, I think he's a great player. I think he's, he's ready to go at, at QB, but if that's not where the coaches decide to put him, um, he's going to make the most of his opportunity and he's definitely going to help us win football games this year. There's no doubt about it. That has to be the prospect of, you know, of that has to be pretty intriguing for you guys to add another athlete like that and a playmaker, both, you know, with his legs and with his arms. And then, you know, just by proxy taking a lot of the heat off of Alex Benitez to have to kind of do it all. I mean, does that, uh, what is potentially keeping Alex fresher longer as the game goes on? What does that mean for you? I mean, it it means everything. Like we're, we're a struggling offense right now and we'll take any playmaker that we can get. And we're getting a really good one, I think. Um, And, and it's going to, it's, we're going to be able to do a lot of things now that we have Alex and Mike with them both. We can put them both on the field at the same time which I'm sure we will. Um, both of them can, can make all the throws. Um, I, I really just have all the confidence in the world in, in, uh, in both of them. And, and honestly, the coaches too, and, and using both of them um, and not wasting either one. This is why you're a good leader, my friend, you know, to, to be able to come out. I'm sure that, uh, you know, when Mike listens to this, it's got to feel pretty good uh, to hear somebody of your stature come out in, in such support of them. So I, I always, I always feel the need to validate you when you, when you say things like that, Brando, because <laughs> well, I know you're not just saying it because uh, you feel like you have to, you're saying it because uh, that's who you are as a, as a young man. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and he, he knows it too. I, I, I let him know that, um, that, that he's, he's that guy in, on the field. Like he, he is going to surprise a lot of people. And I'm really excited for him. Well, I, we were joking the other night because it was like surreal for us broadcasting remotely on that game. I don't know if you went and looked at any of the Meyer, like of the video, the video that we got from Colonia was like brutally horrendous. Like it was just like, we couldn't see, like you couldn't see players. You know what I mean? It was like literally Montgomery looked like little white blobs because (laughs) of the the focus. There was no focus. And it was uh, like Montgomery looked like they were, you know, we were glowing as we were walking around the field. So like, it wasn't even like, oh, you could kind of maybe make out a number here and there. You could on Colonia, zero chance on Montgomery. So we were joking. We were like, that one's definitely branded. That's like, <laughs> that one doesn't look like everybody else. But uh, so you have a you have a distinct look out on the field. I wanted to tell you that. Oh yeah, okay, that's uh, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, not everyone could do it like the Meyer. I mean, it's it's tough to tough to beat us, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was a brutal set of circumstances. The three of us just sitting here kind of in the same spot where I'm sitting now and we're just joking the whole game because it was, you know, it was a comedy show is really, which is, I guess in true Meyer fashion, that's kind of how yeah. we roll oh, anyway, yeah. usually. Yeah. So as we continue to look ahead next week, North Hunterdon, um, up at North Hunterdon, 
Um, they are one and three. They played a tough game against Woodbridge. They only lost by a point. So that'll tell you, you know, maybe they're not really, you know, a prototypical one and three team. They're probably a little bit better than that. Um, but yeah. it seems like we match up with them a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, I tend to think so. Um, I mean, they, they have a, a really fast kid, but I mean, just the teams that we're playing just have speed and speed and more speed. And North is kind of the, a bigger, um, more powerful team, which is what I think plays into our strength because that's our strength as well. So um, it's going to be fun. We've uh, we've gotten the best of North um, both the last two years, um, and they, they got us our freshman year. Um, but this is our first time going to their place since our freshman year, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, like you said, they're not a typical one and three team, but I also don't think we're a typical zero and three team. Um, we, right. we just, we just play such a tough conference and that's, that's honestly one of the biggest things that, that I'm grateful for this year. Just, just preparing me for college. Every team is good. Like there, there's no weeks off in this conference. Um, just, just looking back on like sophomore year and even my freshman year, we weren't that good, but the teams back then were, do not compare to the teams today. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's different and, and it's good. I personally like it. I like I'm going in every week knowing it's going to be a war, not uh, am I going to get taken out at halftime or am I going to get a drive in the third quarter? It's a, it's a, it's a lot more fun this year. You know, there's such an analogy there that I try to, you know, an inference I try to draw as a counselor uh, for kids all the time that are not in athletics, you know, because there seems to be such a culture, certainly in our school of like college is the prize to be won, right? Like, you know, we're going to work mm-hmm. and like, that's, there's the payoff is, is getting into X college that I want to get into without a ton of kind of super concern for, well, what happens when I get there? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, am I, am I ready to go when I get there? Or am I just trying to make this resume look a certain way so that I can get in? And, you know, it, my argument is always like, listen, get it, like, take the class here. Like, we're, you know, we're hard. You're going to get this knowledge that when you get to the next level is going to make your life so much easier because right now college is the prize to be won for you. But in college, that is certainly, <laughs> if you still have that mindset, you are sunk. So I'm sure for you with football, yeah. you know, you being able to go up against guys like you played on Friday night who are 330 pounds are only going to make you, you know, better and more ready for what happens when you get to Marist. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I, like I said, it, it's, it's tough every week and, and that's, that's really how it should be. That's how it will be. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that, that I'm getting prepared for it. The, we're kind of like nearing the midway point of the season. And like, I, obviously nobody wants to be on three or, you know, with a rain out, you know what I mean? It's from that perspective, it's not a, uh, yeah. a rosy picture, but yeah. as you reflect on, you know, as we get closer to this first, you know, the first half being done, what do you take away from, from these first couple of games? Is there a take? I mean, maybe, I'm asking that question. Maybe there's not even one. Maybe it's just like, nah, we got to win. Like you tell me. Well, one, it goes by fast. Uh, it feels like just yesterday showed up on August 9th. Um, excited for, for the season. Um, and then now we're, we're nearing the halfway point. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I think a takeaway would just be, just, just how how much better at, like all the teams we play are, and, and how, how good the conference is, and and what that says about us that 
we're not going to go into any of these games and, and back down. Um, Woodbridge was ugly, but, I mean, we managed in the second half to not let it get uglier. And then the other two, we're, we're one or two plays away from from potentially being a two-in-one team. We're, we're a couple play, a couple plays away yeah. and a non-hurricane from being three-in-one. Like, they're, like we're, I just feel like we're so close. Um, and I, I think that's maybe my takeaway. I think there's a lot you can take away from, from the first, the first half. Um, just, just we're, we're, we're so close and, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how the last, uh, the last half uh, shakes out. It's always interesting for me to hear that perspective because from the outside, you know, you can have a completely different perspective you know, if you're either, if you don't know football as well, or you just are upset about whatever. And I, I have always thought that. So that's why I, I was so interested that you said that just now, the one time in my life that I always remember thinking like, Oh my God, this is going to be so bad. 2016 Falcons first game of the season at home. They lose to the Buccaneers. They didn't pressure Jameis Winston one time. They lose. And, and I'm like inconsolable. I'm like another season. We are going to suck. And then Dan Quinn, it was in his you know his second year. He's like, no, no, we're like we're pretty close. It's like, no, 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 we're, we're kind of right there. And I'm like, this guy is out of his mind. Like he has no clue what's going on. And then they end up in the Super Bowl, you know. So it's just one of those things when you say it. I'm like, all right, clearly we're gonna take your word for it, you know. And it, to me, you know, when you t- representing the point that you made made about being very close, I just feel like the team speed of the teams that we have played. Teams to be, you know, when they can get to the perimeter on us, that's what I felt happened on Friday. You know, you get a couple of big plays on the outside and, you know, that's the ball game right there. It's not, I felt right. like you, you guys were very prepared for what they were trying to do. That's why it yeah. looked. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, that's what happens. That's what, that's why I like the little things in football are so important. Just, just setting an edge, wrapping up here, wrapping up there, not having a stupid penalty there. Um, those little things are, are what, leads to the big things and once we can do those the big things like wins and points they'll all come yeah well we've got to hope that um the and now i lost my train of thought i feel like i had an insightful point to make it clearly wasn't that insightful or i would remember it (laughs) um but that is what it is um so you know anything that now you kind of are focusing your gaze to you know as the season goes or are you just really dialed in on North Hunterdon? Yeah, I mean we, we really can't look too far ahead. Um we gotta get that first one under our belt. Um and and I think I really think we will. That that's where that's where all our focus is. Um it, it sounds so cliche I've been saying it the last couple of weeks, but you really gotta play it as a one week season every week um and just go one and oh that week. And if we can do that all the rest will come. Well, wise words from a wise young man. And, uh, you know, late the other night, notwithstanding, uh, so proud of the job that you're doing out there, leading everybody. And uh, I, I just have no choice but to think that, uh, you know, it's going to result in good things, you know, for you guys as you move forward. So, you know. Thank you. Just I, continue I the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, oh I remember what I was going to say. We're talking about improvement now that I got that. It's okay. amazing how the brain works that, you know, oftentimes we watch the NFL and, and a little less so college football, but you know, the NFL, you have a bet teams that we think are going to be bad. And then week one, nobody really knows that they're bad yet. So then by the time you get into weeks two, three, and four, you're like, ah, eh, they're, they're probably not that, that great. 
and at that level, because all the athletes are, you know, the best in the world at their, at their job, it's to make big improvements and jumps there is very difficult because of the level of competition and the equal playing field that, that they're playing against. Cause we're talking about from the, wh- whoever you think the worst team is in the NFL to whoever you think the best team is in the NFL, it's inches, not feet, it's feet. It's not miles. Right. I mean, yeah. between that level of competition in high school football, and, you know, a lot of times in college football, it's not that way. So to see the team that you trot out there in week one, especially in high school football, is likely not, if you're, if you're well coached, which Montgomery is, is likely not the team that you're going to see by the time you get to game eight and nine. Because God well, forbid, yeah. in, the, in the world of education, we should expect that our kids would get smarter, better, faster, you know, whatever it is, right? I mean, like, isn't that the whole goal of the stinking process? Where do you, where do you feel like you are in the continuum of all that? I, I really, I have to believe we're on the rise. Um, and, and I completely agree. Um, we, we have, the, the difference is that we just have so many young guys and to start with three good teams like these these are no I, I can't trust that enough these are no joke teams these three specific this going in this week Woodbridge was two uh Linden was seven Colonia was ten like and, and then you're asking these young guys that have never played varsity before some of them what it's their third year second year playing football and we're asking them to to go take down these these powerhouses like it's going to be tough um and, and I definitely think it, it, it's a different story if we play them at the end of the year, you know, like, um, so I, I'm really hoping this to, to see some of them again in the playoffs. Listen, keep the fingers crossed for that. Yeah. So I'll be uh, a spectator uh, this Friday. I, I have to, uh, I have, I'm, I will be up in Bayonne. Uh, my niece is the president of the senior class at Bayonne high school. So uh, okay. it's their homecoming. So I'll, I'll be, Glued to the mire, just like hopefully all the rest of everybody else will. But Brando, wish you, wish you a ton of luck uh, up in Annandale against North Hundred, and hopefully you can bring back that first W for us. I hope so. Thank you so much. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, my friend. This has been Season 2, Episode 3 of the Muck and Mire Podcast. It drops on Monday mornings, as it will every week during the football and hopefully basketball season will continue once I get you back on the correct side of this uh, reporter player line. <laughs> help us out a little bit. Uh, and then we will have uh, high school football on Friday night uh, against North hundred and pregame will be six 30 and we'll be doing it remotely again. And we're praying for better camera feed. Randall. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you.